Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're here at your feet to listen to you, to hear from you. Speak to us. Speak your heart to us. Let your word enlighten us. Let your word be lamp to our feet and light to our path. Let your word set us free from the shackles that hold us. May your word transform us. Your word says we should not conform to this world, but allow ourselves to be transformed through your word. Renew our minds, Lord. Speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Welcome to the month of November. Amen. I think this is our first Sunday in November, no? It is. It is. Amen. And uh, if you look at the year, I mean, first, there was a pandemic in 2019, uh, fully manifesting in 2020. And uh, we all didn't see it coming. But entering that year, uh, the message God gave us was Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach us to number our days that we may incline our hearts to wisdom. Amen. And we didn't, it wasn't, I mean, I remember, I remember we having that bonfire on the beach. And I didn't feel so inspired because I wanted year of Great manifestations, year of abundant chop uh, money, you know, whatever year of things people like to hear, and it, <laughs> it didn't sound spiritual. I was like, Holy Spirit, what is? Teach us to number our days, and then COVID hit, and the less prepared people were in life, the more difficult it was. Some people could go for a year without having to worry because their bonds were full. And some didn't know how they were going to survive another month without a job because their salary hardly ever took them through a month. So depending on how well your bonds were stocked, you panicked to the level. But by God's grace, we are here. Amen. And we are in November 2021. And we praise him. Hallelujah. Amen. We have survived. In fact, some of us have thrived. Amen. <laughs> when everybody was saying there was a casting down, for many of us there was a lifting up. And we praise God for that. Amen. This month is a good month to take stock. Many times what happens is that in December, People quickly look at how the year went and then they get very emotional, especially when dreams don't come true. And then they quickly make some resolutions into the next year. And then by the time January is over, <laughs> reality starts dawning in again. It's just nice when you get a very good prophetic word. You know, like God says, I'm going to bless you with I don't know what it is that you are excited about. You know, it's, it's really nice to hear a prophetic word. But the scriptures never fail. 
And according to the scriptures, the world is not going to get any better. So anytime you face the end of a year and you're looking into a new year, according to the scriptures, this is Paul writing to Timothy. He said, in the last days, perilous times, difficult times shall come. In the last days. So the closer we get to the last days, the tougher, unfortunately, the tougher life gets for many people. Amen. And yet the prophet Isaiah wrote and he said, when the darkness thickens, then there is great opportunity for light to find relevance. So he writes and says, Arise and shine, for your light has come. For the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He said, Darkness covers the face of the earth, and gross darkness the people. But you, this is your time to rise and shine. So I wish that 2022 would be a great year for everybody. But the scriptures say, no, the darkness thickens. But you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Amen. And this sermon is about how we can take stock in November 2021. So that we can properly round off this year and properly prepare towards the next year. It is extremely important. Anybody who has been in any business knows that inventory is the lifeblood of your business. <laughs> and if you have a very, very good steward who shows up to check the stock, they don't look at the boxes in front or the boxes at the top. They get a forklift, they enter the warehouse, get a forklift, and then they move the boxes aside and go somewhere in the middle <laughs> and somewhere to the corner. Because sometimes what happens is that at the front and to the top and to the sides, are perfect boxes holding stock and right in the middle the boxes are empty because some shrewd person is stealing from the company somebody is stealing from the warehouse so if you see any business that consistently does well especially you know the china malls and the west Hills malls and you know the, all the buy and sell businesses they know inventory is the blood life or the lifeblood the lifeblood of your business. If you joke with inventory, if you joke with stock taking, you'll be there thinking you are making profit. And one day you go and there's nothing left. There's a story in Matthew chapter 25. In fact, from chapter 24, Jesus starts talking about the last days. And anytime Jesus spoke about the last days, it was always doom and gloom, I'm sorry. It was never exciting. But he always gives us keys to see that even in the most difficult times, there truly is great opportunity for the children of God. Amen. So, I've, I've, I think I've preached a lot from Matthew 25, but hardly ever from, from verse 1. So, verse 1 is the famous story of the ten virgins or the ten bridesmaids, depending on which version of the Bible you use. And it says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten bridesmaids who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The five who were foolish didn't take enough olive oil for their lamps. But the other five 
Well, why is it not to take along extra oil? When the bridegroom was delayed, say the bridegroom was delayed. The bridegroom was delayed. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep, all of them. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lambs. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lambs are going out. But the others replied, we don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were gone to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, Believe me, I don't know you. So you too, and this is the advice of Jesus, so you too must keep watch, amen, for you do not know the day or the hour of my return. This is the word of God. Amen. I want to see how many of us are orthodox. <laughs> Now, in this story, the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, is the ten virgins. And according to this story, in the church, some are wiser than others. Both the foolish virgins and the wise virgins were members of the same congregation. But ACC, everybody is wise. Amen. <laughs> and the reason why this story is sad most of these parables Jesus said we tend to read them and we tend to reference unbelievers we think they are for unbelievers but this is the church this was a parable for the church amen this parable is for those he has, he has chosen those he has handpicked those he has saved those who call him Lord and personal Savior. Amen. This parable is for you and for me. Amen. And it says that those who don't prepare adequately are not wise. And then he also says in this parable that those who don't take stock are not wise. The wise ones are not only wise because they took extra oil, but also they are word of advice. They said, go and buy now before it is too late. You know, go to some shop and buy oil quickly. The only problem was that it was too late. Before you enter 2021, what were the goals? What were the dreams? What was the plans? We are in November. How far? How things they go now? <laughs> How are things going? 
It's important to take stock. The thing with stock taking is that it is not to see only what has gone wrong, but also to see what you have done right so that you can repeat the areas that are working, the steps you took that brought great results, you improve on them so that you get even better results and where there were loose ends, you see how do I creatively tie them up and quickly. But first and foremost, we have to understand that you can be a child of God, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speak in tongues, be an elder in the church, even be the pastor, and by God's standards, be foolish. It is very, very important to remember this. And it says because you have to prepare. And you have to take stock. It's not about, you know, stock taking is not about being emotional. How far has God brought you? What has God done? Why do you consistently struggle? Why didn't, hit you? Why didn't you hit your target? Why are things going wrong? And then you assess them. I think that in this story, it appears as though the bridegroom didn't show the foolish virgins any grace. You know, like they've been waiting for him the whole day. One, he didn't tell them when he was coming. They dressed up, they invested in their clothing, in the time. They actually took some oil, they took their lamp, only that the oil wasn't enough. And they had waited, 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 waited. And when they all got drowsy, it wasn't just the foolish ones who got drowsy. Everybody got drowsy and everybody slept. So if somebody is waiting for you and you pull a gun at time on them, because you said you maybe six, and then so six, six thirty, seven, seven thirty-eight. And then it was eight. It's like trying to meet a Ghanaian politician. <laughs> if you are not powerful, it might take you a few days. You go and sit there and wait and wait and wait. And then he shows up and he shows them no mercy. It so appears. But actually, this is also a story of grace. And the grace manifests as time. Amen. Sometimes time is grace. Amen. Imagine if the foolish virgins had discussed their inadequate oil with the wise virgins earlier. Because that advice, go quickly find a shop and buy oil, is extremely good advice. Only that they went too late. Amen. Why are you struggling? Maybe your business is struggling because you struggle with bookkeeping. And if you were to take a month and take a course on bookkeeping as part of your stock taking, you see that, okay, since I started business in 1982, the areas where I keep mis making mistakes is in bookkeeping. I can take a course, just one month or two months, and that will turn everything around. And the gift of grace is the fact that God has given you time now before the bridegroom comes. Amen. Before the final day of accountability, 
anytime you have to correct that which is wrong is grace. Amen. You look at your marriage and you realize that it is the same problem. The Bible calls it the sin that so easily besets us. For everybody, it might be different. You know? For somebody, it is Coca-Cola. Or some Sobolo, something very sweet and sugary. And then they'll eat, 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 and then they'll go for a medical test and the results say, hey, high cholesterol, high this, high this. If you are not careful, you're taking time bomb. And then they hit the gym, they get on medication, and then they work out, work out, work out. And then once they get healthy, like, oh, I'm healthy now, just one bottle won't do me anything. You know, just one bottle. <laughs> just. And then <laughs> it becomes one bottle every hour. And then they go back to the doctor. After, hey, you are dying. Like, hey, Jim. Hey, hey, hey. It's the sin that so easily besets them. <laughs> Coca-Cola. Everybody's sin might be different. I'm not saying drinking Coca-Cola is sin. But for some people, it's just very bad for you. Or, or something else, you know, my, so whatever, anything. Sometimes a very good thing can be bad for you, you know, genetically or, you know, everything. But the time between the day when the bridegroom arrives, the time when somebody breathes their last, at the point where now you can't pray a prayer of repentance anymore, between now and then is grace. Amen. So you realize that in eternity, time is not chronological. Time doesn't work in eternity as it works here. So the Bible will tell you that to God, a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years. In other words, this chronology of time is not how it works in eternity. So to live in this life, to live here now and have tomorrow to correct the mistakes of yesterday, to have today to correct the mistakes of yesterday, is grace. Amen. Take advantage of it. Amen. We are in November. Sit down. Take your time. Ask yourself a few questions. You know, list everything that you can be thankful for. List everything you have done that you are proud of. List the ways you take care of yourself. List the ways you take care of others how you take care of your plants, how you take care of your animals. Do you have time for your garden? Do you have time for your humans, your, both the little humans and the old humans? And do you contribute to anything? Do you volunteer with any organization? Do you contribute your money to good causes, your time? Or do you have other ways of encouraging those who are doing great things. What unexpected gifts have you received? In what ways have you succeeded and are succeeding? But also list the things that keep bugging you. What about Yamansa keeps irritating you and how are you finally going to address it? What do you think about when you wake up in the middle of the night? What keeps you awake? What makes you afraid? If there was one thing you could change, what would it be? Take stock. It's important. 
What are you ashamed of? Why are you ashamed of it? Why do you think, why does that particular thought or experience trigger shame? What can you do about it? What ticks you off? What one relationship do you need the most to heal or to end? What needs to change? What can you do to bring about that change? What can you forgive someone for? Who do you have to forgive? Why are you struggling to forgive them? Are you planning to get help? Why are you procrastinating getting help? I can ask a million questions of you, but it's important. It's important as a wise virgin, as a wise bridesmaid, to look at your purpose and your assignment, where God is leading you, and to ask yourself some of these questions in a time like this. Amen. I'm hoping that for the month of November, the church can give you tools you can use to effectively take stock of your marriage. If you are married, if you are not, and you plan to, you know, taking stock. How prepared are you? If you were God and somebody was praying, you know, and you were, if you were God and you were praying that God should give you somebody, will you give them? Do you understand the question? Knowing yourself. Okay, so let's assume, just for a few seconds, let's assume I'm God and I know all my children. So knowing you, if you are praying for one of my very beautiful, godly daughters, do you think I should give her to you? Knowing you. And you know that there are things you need to work on. Are you going to? Will you? And vice versa. You know, you're praying for a godly husband. Okay. Do you think God will be a responsible father to trust you <laughs> with a godly husband? I hope you understand. So sometimes faith is not so much what we say, but the investments we are willing to make towards what we ask God for. If you're asking God for a visa, invest in a passport. Speaking in tongues is not enough. But I decree, I declare, and the heavens and the sun. Please, stop the drama. The proof of faith is works. We are saved by faith, not through works. But that's a different concept. And even that one, all our gratitude is manifested in work. <laughs> so we do the work afterwards. The final thing I want to draw attention to, and this may be weird coming from a pastor, but you notice from the story we read that the wise virgins didn't share their oil with the foolish virgins. Sometimes giving is a bad idea. 
Sometimes giving is a very, very, very bad idea. There are people you give your time to that you shouldn't. There are people you open your homes to that you shouldn't. Anytime they come and they leave, it takes you a month to recover. There are certain phone calls you shouldn't pick. But you see, if you don't do proper stock taking and ask yourself some of the questions I read out, you may not even notice. You know, there are people who they only show up when they need something from you. That is only when they show up. <laughs> I remember one time a brother in Christ called me. He was at the Nima police station and he wanted me to come and bail him. You know, and thank God for <laughs> the book of Proverbs. So don't be in a hurry to be surety for anybody. So I found some excuse and I didn't show up. And later I found out that the reason why he had been arrested was that he was taking some kids abroad for some program and drugs were found in the baggage of some of the kids. And so now they didn't know whether he, as the organizer of the event, planted the drugs in the kids' bags or it was the parents of the kids who planted the drugs. Now, me that am my somewhere minding my business, how do I come and grant you bail and get myself involved in a drug case? Already I have sleepy eyes that makes me look like I'm high all the time. You know... I always get randomly selected at airports for, for screening. No joke. I used to have an assistant called Francis, and one day I was like, Enke, I don't like traveling with you at all. I said, always did they pick you. Always. I said, my eyes. So. <laughs> always randomly selected for screening. Even when it will look racist. Even when I'm the only black person on the plane, they don't mind. They will still do it. Like, it's politically incorrect. I'm the only black person. Why are you? you look at their eyes. They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> you see. But sticking, talk, uh, sticking stock, you'd realize that sometimes it's not every door you open to anybody at a certain time. Amen. Now, the reason why these women didn't give, these wise virgins didn't give, was simple. They said, you know, We've been waiting. The bridegroom might, might be coming very soon. If we give our oil now, we may end up just like you and miss him. They had a purpose for their oil. Amen. Sometimes people give by heart because they don't have a purpose for the money. They are believing God to build a house, but they don't have a plan. So some preacher comes and says, there's somebody here. You are in black and white underwear. God says, so. And then they carry the money and give to him. And then they, the ones they know your friends, they put some information together and then they will dream and they will call you. I dreamt that. You have to come and sow. So we pray. You know, you have to give an offering. And then you are giving your oil because you don't have a plan for it. <laughs> you know, it is foolishness to give your oil in a time when you should be hoarding. 
in life there is a time to hoard and there is a time to give amen if you hold on at the time when you must sow it is also foolishness the Bible says there is he that scattereth and yet increaseth and there is he that holdeth back more than his meat and it turns to poverty so there is a time to give amen that's why you have to take stock and plan things out, you know. And when when you when God blesses you with an increase, you say, okay, this percentage I want to give to this. I want to bless this with that. I want to invest this into that. Amen. And and plan it. And plan it. And when you can afford to, it is great. Amen. In fact, I don't mind if you go out of your comfort zone and give even more than you anticipated. It's not a problem. But you should know when to hoard. Amen. You should know when there are a lot of people who are in trouble because just because the guy proposed they granted him access they shouldn't and the day they told him they were pregnant they vanished. They gave when they shouldn't. Amen. So this month let's get ready for stock taking. Amen. Some of the things we'll discover will break our hearts which is okay because fortunately we have time enough to correct them now before it is too late. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Lord Jesus, this is this is a difficult sermon, but but we see your heart in here, Lord, and we see your wisdom. As we step into as we've stepped into this month of November, Lord, we pray. May we have the heart and the wisdom of the wise virgins. May we know how to prepare and how to prepare adequately. And Father, may we know how to keep our stock and how to wait vigilantly. Where we need to buy oil, where we need to step out and learn, we need to step out and take a course, we need to see a therapist, we need to get counseling, we need to get professional help. Father, grant us the wisdom to do it now before it is too late where we need to see a doctor, we need to get medical checkup, Lord. Let's not make excuses. Grant us the wisdom to do that now before it is too late. We pray for the spirit of wisdom over your people, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.